this is Angela Hauser with your Disclosure News Online nightly newscap, designed for those who want an audio roundup and recap of the highlighted stories of the past 24 hours. And now here's your newscap for the evening of Wednesday, January 21st, 2015. Had to skip the cap last night because we had to get this smoking hot issue to you. And with two delivery teams, we still didn't get them all out until today. That'd be because there are a lot of them going on the stands, and that's probably because of all the amazing front page articles, one of which is our top story for the night. And that's the arrest of Xavier Gibbs. Little Mr. Gibbs is all of 17, and now he's in custody. Not for the charge of attempted murder, as far as we can ascertain, but from a previous charge of home invasion. This, we figure, had to have happened when he was a juvenile, which was like, what, a few months ago? And who knows when the alleged home invasion occurred. But anyway, we're awaiting word on the status of the attempted murder, which is what our authorities in Celine charged after it was alleged that Gibbs was the shooter on the night of December 28th when Bobby Evans was shot out in the yard at McCanda Moss's house over there on North Jackson Street, not far from our place in Harrisburg. Now, Bobby identified someone as the shooter that night. The person he identified was not Xavier, who has sported addresses in Harrisburg, Evansville, Indiana, and Carrier Mills. And guess what? That shooting in the mills that same night, about two and a half hours before the one in Harrisburg, authorities say they're not related. Go figure! Nobody's been charged in that. But Gibbs has been charged in the one in Harrisburg, but not arrested on that warrant. Confused yet? We'd say we are, but we know some things that we're not supposed to know. So we're not necessarily confused. We recommend that Harrisburg's police chief and his detectives, or whatever he calls them, get unconfused too. Or at least tell everybody else what we know so everybody else won't be confused least of all Xavier. I mean, he was on his Facebook talking all kinds of crap when we were putting this issue together. We were watching it to see if the front page story was going to change before we went to press. It didn't, but it did change the day after it hit the E-edition. That was Monday night. Stuff like that happens. It happens when independent media is doing what it's supposed to be doing, and that's what we did. So that's your big story for the day. There's going to be a doozy of a follow-up in the February 11th paper. Don't miss that. And as for this one, get out and get it. In Harrisburg, it's at Discount Food Mart on Main Street and at Book Emporium on Gum Street and in Rally at the Quick Mart there. We made sure they were stocked up because this isn't the only huge article in this issue you're going to want to read. There's another on the front page and one on the back page for Saline Countyans. Oh, some on page two and page three. We never let you down. Get your copy, and you'll see. The other big news tonight is sad news. There was an infant death in El Dorado very early Tuesday morning. Little Gabriella Stevens was found to be unresponsive at about 3 a.m. at the home of her parents, Michael Stevens and Tiffany Fiesel. They took her to the hospital there, feral, but it was too late. She was only a month old. Relatives have told us that she had her days and nights mixed up. I know all about that. My first one was that way till he was about three months old. She was up all night and only wanted to sleep during the day. And as it turned out, there was a funeral scheduled for her aunt in Missouri 
and her mom and dad had planned it so that he'd stay up all night with the baby if she chose to stay up, and mom would get some sleep because she was going to be the one driving to Missouri, and they were supposed to leave around 3 a.m. But when dad was up with Gabriella, she decided to sleep. So he lay down with her, and when he woke up, she was gone. He was reportedly blaming himself, saying he killed her, but the family is telling us it looks to be an accidental suffocation. Dad wasn't used to staying up all night. That was what Mom was doing. He gave her a break, and all because of the funeral. This is a tragedy all the way around, and so we're going to ask you to keep this family in your prayers. There are two other youngsters in the household. The family is devastated. Illinois State Police Child Death Task Force is looking into it, but there doesn't appear to be anything suspicious about it. We'll keep you posted as it goes along. And finally, we'll tell you about our new Gov's motorcade crash today, which happened in Chicago earlier this morning. It was a four-vehicle accident with injuries occurring at Michigan Avenue at East Randolph Street. You know, we downstaters know exactly where that is, right? Anyway, ISP's Executive Protection Unit which is what the state police started out being the governor's security detail low these many decades ago, not highway patrol and crime scene investigators and the people the locals call when they can't handle a crime in their town or county. They were, quote, completing a routine movement of Governor Bruce Rauner, end quote, this morning, stationary at a red light preparing to travel westbound on East Randolph when a two-vehicle crash occurred. One of the vehicles spun out of control after the crash, slid across the intersection, striking the vehicle Governor Rauner was riding in, along with ISP officers and another vehicle. Neither the governor nor any ISP officers, you know, that executive protection unit, suffered injury in the crash. However, we the taxpayers are paying for some bodywork to the executive vehicle. Damage was sustained to the front right bumper and fender area of the vehicle in which the governor was traveling. A total of three people involved in the initial crash were transported to Northwestern Medical Center with what ISP is calling non-life-threatening injuries for treatment. Also, the Chicago police responded. And that's another cap wrap. Now you get on out there, get this issue, or click through and get yourself an e-edition subscription. This one is so worth it, I'm not a kidding. Lots of stuff you're going to want to read. And we have follow-ups developing in a lot of these articles, so you'll want to read this one. So when the next one comes out, February 11th, you'll know what's going on. That's it for me, Angela Hauser, and your January 21st Disclosure News Online Nightly Newscap. <laughs>